If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Guess what, Will? What's that, Mango? So, you know, I've been obsessed with life hacks forever, and it all goes back to this Wired article I read back in 2006. It was about this TV show in Japan called the Edo Family Dinner Table. And the whole show was just full of ridiculous little tips. Like, if you don't have someone to water your plants when you're away, just set them on a water-soaked diaper. And apparently <laughs> apparently, the plant slowly absorbs the water over vacation. Or if you want to turbocharge your sled, you can spray some nonstick Pam under the sled. But my favorite thing from it is how to immediately become more flexible. I can't wait. And so so what's the trick here? Well, if you can't touch your toes, instead of just leaning over, if you take both arms and point them out at 90 degrees to one side, and then you slowly windmill them around all the way to your toes, you can actually get closer to touching your toes. It's incredible. <laughs> I kind of thought this one was going to involve Pam as well, like under <laughs> your feet. So you just slipped out into a split. That'd be great, too. But uh, since it's a new year, we thought, what better way to embrace our best selves than trick and cheat our way to results? So that's what today's show is all about. Let's dig in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Mangesh Hatikader. And sitting behind that soundproof glass, running the audio equipment from a handcrafted Nordic track desk. That's impressive. <laughs> I guess he's getting his skiing in while he does this. That's our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. Now, today we're ringing in 2018 with a look at some unusual ways to better your life in the year ahead. So we're going to check out some fun life hacks, like, you know, how to beat an ice cream headache. We'll also get a bit more ambitious with ideas like how to be a better listener, or how to cram a year's worth of trash into a single mason jar. And of course, to start the second year of PTG off right, we've also got a ridiculous quiz lined up as well. So who's playing today, Mango? Yeah, today we're going to have a very special guest, my wife, Lizzie Jacobs. Uh, she's been producing a fun new show for American Public Media called Mashup Americans, but she also hates whenever I talk about life hacks. 
So we'll give her a little quiz about them. All right. So to get us started, I thought we should acknowledge the inspiration for today's show, which is the age old practice of making New Year's resolutions. You know, it's something humans have done for thousands of years, going all the way back to ancient Rome when Julius Caesar rejiggered the calendar and named January 1st the starting point for each new year. And Caesar named the first month in honor of the two-faced god Janus, who was believed to look both backwards at the previous year and forwards into the future. So by offering sacrifices and making promises to be good, ancient Romans hoped to win Janus's favor in the year ahead. Right. So fast forward a few millennia to today, and every January, a little over half the population pledges to lose weight or quit smoking or, uh, I don't know, spend more time outdoors, all in the hopes of making the new year better than the last one. And, you know, this lasts for about a month or so until our old habits kick back and, and we're right back to where we started. Yeah, I guess without the threat of, you know, Janice looming over us, maybe people's resolve isn't what it used to be back <laughs> yeah. then. <laughs> Blame it on Janice. But, Blame uh, everything on Janice. According to the University of Scranton, more than 90% of the people who make resolutions fail to keep them. And, of course, I'm guilty of this every year when I claim I'm going to write my friends more or finish my novel, which is... uh tentatively titled How to Write Your Friends More, but the main reason for that low success rate is that we set ourselves up for failure by choosing goals that we're already bad at achieving. Yeah, you know, it's weird because we tend to go for things that we've already tried and failed at, you know, during the past year or so, whether that's going to the gym more often or eating better, whatever it might be. Right, and so the science actually shows us that we get a sense of satisfaction just from the idea of accomplishing a difficult goal, which is why so many people like making resolutions in the moment. We feel good about saying that we're going to lose weight this year, and we predict that we'll still feel that way in the future. But then when it's actually time to follow through, that initial happy feeling is faded, and suddenly the prospect of running three miles a day or whatever doesn't sound like fun anymore. Well, I'm glad you say that, because this actually brings us to our first life hack, because there just might be a way to make ourselves think more concretely about the future. And this comes from the research of Hal Hirschfield, who's a marketing professor at UCLA School of Management. So they're using fMRI scans, and they discovered that people process information about their future selves in a different part of the brain than the one that deals with their thoughts about their present self. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing is that this part of the brain that's associated with future selves is actually the same one that's connected to thoughts about strangers. Wait, so are we actually thinking or seeing our future selves as strangers? I mean, we kind of are, actually. But, but this is where things get interesting, because... There was a different study, and Hirschfield was uh, looking at students and having them examine digitally aged pictures of themselves. And amazingly, tests showed that this helped the students develop more empathy for their future selves. Isn't that kind of strange? Mm -hmm. And so when this happened, they were less likely to procrastinate on things like studying for exams. And so apparently, if we can make our future selves feel less like strangers we can actually use that motivation to better accomplish goals in the present. <laughs> That's so bizarre. And I thought you were going to tell us just to make more manageable goals. Like this year, I'm going to learn to make an omelet or something. But... <laughs> you, you should, though. You should learn to make an omelet. <laughs> Someday. But you're saying if you want to keep your New Year's resolution, just get in touch with your future self. Right. Which, I mean, I guess it's actually pretty easy now with apps like Oldify and Aging Booth or whatever. Yeah, you can get super old in seconds. It's, <laughs> it's pretty neat. But, you know, as we mentioned, one of the most common resolutions people make is to exercise more often. I know when we were in college, you always would say, I'm going to start lifting weights on Monday. <laughs> But then you just go play basketball, and then it was Tuesday, and you'd have to wait until the next Monday. I know, but basketball is so much more fun. Well, if if you want a better shot at enjoying that workout, actually, here's another hack. And it's it's a quick science tip that says, 
just smile. And seriously, like the whole thing <laughs> comes from this longstanding belief among some athletes that smiling while exercising makes the workout feel easier. And it turns out they're right. So there's a study done earlier this year and researchers from Ireland and Wales teamed up to see if a group of recreational runners perform better while smiling or scowling. And the whole smile factor was downplayed to the runners, you know, just so it didn't skew the outcome of the the test. And so they were only told that the experiment would test factors relating to, quote, running economy, which is, you know, how much oxygen someone uses to run at a given speed. Sure. So you can almost think of it like fuel economy, like how much gas do you need to get somewhere? So first, the researchers measured the runners under normal circumstances. They weren't given any special instructions or any techniques. They just had to run on a treadmill until they were exhausted. Then on a different day, each of the runners undertook a series of four six-minute runs using a different approach each time, some including smiling or frowning continuously through the run. And, I mean, it seems like you're telegraphing this, like that the smiley runners outpaced the frowners. Well, not across the board. I mean, a few of the volunteers actually did best while frowning, and the researchers suggested that this might have been because those frowns were like their game faces. (laughs) You know that game face you get on when every time we're about to start a podcast? (laughs) And that maybe helped their, you know, determination to perform well. But the most economical results came when the runner smiled. And so the group's running economy was as much as 2.78% higher during the smiling runs than it was during the others. That's crazy. So do we have any idea why that is? Well, according to the lead researcher, the smiling likely helped prompt this reduction in muscular tension. Now, there's one catch to this because the smiling has to be sincere. (laughs) You can't fake it. So most of the runner's smiles became more unnatural the longer the session went on. Can you imagine Uh trying to run six minutes with a, a sincere smile on your face? So if you want to boost your performance while running, it's best to smile sincerely, Mango. In fact, one researcher suggests that you save your smile for near the end of the race and then use it in 30-second bursts, you know, so you don't wear out that sincerity. I love that you can just pocket your sincerity and then yeah. pull it out when you need it in yeah. small increments. Just plan. There's nothing more sincere than planning out your 30-second smiles. It's all over my Google calendar. So. <laughs> Here's one for any listener who wants to be a better performer, but doesn't actually want to break a sweat. So the next time you're at a karaoke bar and you need to hit a high note in your soulful rendition of, I I don't know, my heart will go on, (laughs) just try lifting a potted plant over your head as you sing. (laughs) (laughs) So if people don't look ridiculous enough doing karaoke, you know, you might you might want to add a fern to the mix, I guess, here. (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be a plant, but Lifting something heavy above your head actually can help you hit high notes in the higher registers. And this is one of those old chestnuts I learned at Mental Floss, but basically that weight makes your muscles tense up, which in turn forces your larynx to stretch a little. Mm. And that'll actually help you land the high notes and impress all the people who would have otherwise thought you foolish. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll keep that one in mind, Mango. <laughs> so staying on the subject of sound, did you know that our left and right ears are actually each equipped to hear different kinds of sound? So our right ears are better suited for deciphering speech patterns, while our left ears are better with musical qualities like pitch or timbre or loudness. You know, I've read a little bit about this, and I might be mixing up the sides here, but isn't the idea that the right ear is paired with the left hemisphere of the brain, which is the side that's better at processing verbal information, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you're completely right. So weirdly, the same kind of right ear preference shows up in other species. I was reading about this earlier, and it's common for rats and dogs and also sea lions. Oh, nice. (laughs) But one really cool thing I found out is that uh, 
Even apart from its left brain connection, our right ear is also physically better for hearing speech. Oh, so what do you mean by that? So this comes from this joint research effort from uh, UCLA and the University of Arizona. But when you hear a sound, the tiny cells in your ear expand and contract to amplify the vibrations. And then inside, these inner hair cells convert the vibrations and send them to the brain. And that's simplistic, but that's kind of how your ear works. But the team measured the hearing of 3,000 newborns using two different kinds of sound. And they looked at these rapid clicks, like those found in speech, and then sustained tones like those found in music. And the results showed that the left ear actually gave extra amplification for tones like music, while the right ear did the same thing for sounds like speech. Wow. So the weird thing is that your auditory processing really begins with the ear itself, and that's before your brain gets involved. And if you want to be a better listener, all you have to do is make sure you're using the correct ear for whatever you're trying to hear. That is pretty neat, and and I guess helpful when you're at a cocktail party to know which side of your face you need to really lean in with. So <laughs> I always can, think about which side of the yeah, face. Yeah, i got to lean this side of my face <laughs> in really hard here. But it actually reminds me of something else that, that we're a little too quick to attribute to our brains, and that's the all-too-familiar pain of brain freeze. So I think I know where you're going with this, and this is an amazing trick. I not only use this all the time, but I've taught my kids this, but... In the words of Kanye, I'm going to let you finish. Oh, thanks, Kanye. <laughs> All right, so as I was saying, most people go along with the brain freeze name and assume the pain is in their brain, which is why, you know, we instinctively grab our heads or start rubbing our temples when we scarf down ice cream or, or drink something really cold. But there actually aren't any pain receptors in the brain at all. Instead, scientists think the pain is due to these spasms brought on by the quick cooling of blood vessels in the back of the throat. So the next time you need to relieve that brain freeze, you can drink something warm or just place your tongue against the roof of your mouth. And that helps warm up those blood vessels and gets the brain freeze to go away. Yeah. So that's the trick I know. Just shove your tongue against the roof of your mouth and that headache just melts away. Yeah. But um, this isn't something I'm going to tell my kids, but there's also another way to lessen that pain. And that's to use swear words. <laughs> I love how we're talking about resolutions for 2018 and a good one maybe to get your, your kids to swear more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're already from New York, so. right. but uh, but this is a real thing. So according to a study at Keele University, people who curse freely can endure pain almost 50% longer than those who watch their language. Whoa. Yeah, and, and the researchers had 64 volunteers stick their hand in a tub of freezing water for as long as they could while repeating their favorite swear word. <laughs> then they repeated the experiment, but they got to use a benign word instead. And shockingly, the volunteers who swore endured nearly two minutes of pain while those who use the benign words, so something like eggplant over and over and over, they lasted just a minute and 15 seconds. That is wild. And that's a huge difference. So do researchers know why cursing, you know, lessens the pain? Yeah, they're not exactly sure. But their best guess is that the swearing helps us downplay the threat in order to overcome it. But the curious part is that the curses kind of have to mean something. So just like your smile earlier, if you want to lessen your pain by swearing, you have to limit your casual curses and as the researcher put it, swearing is emotional language, but if you overuse it, it loses its emotional attachment. Well, all things in moderation, I guess. All right, well, before we get into more life hacks, why don't we take a quick break? This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You're listening to Part-Time Genius, and we're talking about some quirky ideas to make life a little bit easier. So, Mango, I mentioned this up front that we would cover some life hacks that may be a bit more ambitious than using dental floss to slice up a cake or some of the other really silly things you find if you're looking online for life hacks. But I almost love the dumb and useless life hacks as much as the good ones. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, there was this one that said, uh, never forget where you park your car in a parking lot. Just tie a helium balloon to the antenna. <laughs> no, that's good. I, I love that. Like, it just assumes that you always have freshly filled helium balloons of on you. Of course, of course. And there was this other one where, uh, where you turn your hoodie around so the hoodie part's in front of you, and it's considered an accessible snack pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so the picture had this, like, fresh popcorn in the hood in front of this coder so that he could just bury his face in the popcorn whenever he needed a bite. And that was also he didn't have to move his hands. It's so dumb. I could totally see that being marketed toward coders. That's pretty <laughs> terrific. Although I will say that those kind of life hacks do kind of give life hacks a bad name, especially when you compare them to things that are really useful. You know, like how hand sanitizer gets tree sap off your hands, which is actually pretty useful when you're bringing in Christmas trees or getting rid of them. And Otherwise, you kind of have to sit there for like 15 minutes just with your hands in scalding water. Have you I done know. this before? I hate the stickiness of tree sap. It's I horrible. can't stand sticky at all, and much less tree sap. So it drives me crazy. And then there was that trash hack that you told me about that, that I think also fits the bill here. Do you want to talk us through that one? Definitely. So this one is related to this uh, zero waste lifestyle movement that's really big right now. And it's basically an effort to reduce the insane amount of trash that we produce on an individual level. And to give you an idea of why this might be necessary, consider the fact that the average American produces about 4.5 pounds of trash each day, which is over 1,600 pounds per year. Wow, that is a ton of trash. Actually, the, literally, that is almost a ton of trash that every single person produces. That's crazy. That is crazy. So obviously with a population as large as ours, that kind of trash production adds up fast. So here's a clever way to reduce your role in the problem. Stuff an entire year's worth of your garbage into a single mason jar. (laughs) Easy as that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it might sound crazy, but that's what Lauren Singer did, and it completely changed the way she looks at trash. 
Well, if Lauren Singer did it, <laughs> who, who is Lauren Singer? She's a graduate from uh, NYU's environmental science program, and she runs this blog about sustainability called Trashes for Tossers. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, Singer got some press because she realized that her interest in living sustainably hadn't extended past the classroom. And as she put it, I've got this quote here. One day I went home after class and opened my fridge to make dinner, and I realized that every single thing I had in there was packaged in plastic. So she made this decision to go plastic-free and started making other changes in her life to live a less wasteful life. And so that's where the mason jar comes in? Yeah, that, that was kind of her way of keeping track of the small amounts of waste that she just couldn't shake. Because, like, even though she'd sworn off buying, I don't know, packaged goods and, and plastic and whatever, there's still some random bits of paper and plastic that can't be recycled or composted. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, like, fruit often comes with these little stickers or the bits of plastic used to connect the price tag to your clothing. Yeah. All of that's unavoidable waste, and that goes into her trusty 16-ounce mason jar. Wow. But so she crams a full year's worth of garbage into just one jar? How is that possible? She's actually even more efficient than that. So Singer claims to have used the same jar for four years straight. No way. Yeah, and if that's true, it means she's personally saved over 6,000 pounds of trash from heading to a landfill. I think she's hiding her trash somewhere. (laughs) But that is incredible if this is true. But it also sounds like one of those resolutions that's too hard to achieve. So on the blog or anywhere else, did the singer have any tips for people who are just starting to consider how to cut down their trash? Yeah, she's got a whole process laid out. So she suggests people start by getting to know their trash, kind of like what she did by looking at her fridge and examining that she had too much plastic packaging. But once you've identified what kind of trash you produce the most of, you can start looking for solutions and ways to reduce it. So if you think about the fact that, like, uh, you're throwing out a lot of wasted food, you could start composting or or maybe change the way you grocery shop. So you're doing it more often, but buying less each time. And that way you don't end up with all this excess food you can't use. But then the next step is to make smarter daily choices. And this is just little stuff like uh, bringing reusable bags or coffee mugs with you when you're out and about or, you know, refusing plastic straws when you get offered them. But Singer's biggest advice is to transition to a DIY approach. And this is the one we'll all get held up on. But It's things like uh, making your own cleaning products using apple cider vinegar or baking soda or or using citrus juice for that. Wow. I mean, that is interesting. And for me, making your own cleaning products, that does feel like a big hurdle to getting 100% there. So I'm just not going to try it all. (laughs) But I mean, honestly, I do admire the commitment. One thing I do find appealing about Singer's single jar approach is just how much it limits her options. Because only allowing yourself such a tiny space for trash, it really restricts your choices, you know, for what you can consume. Exactly. Like, you might look at a box of Oreos that look delicious, but you quickly realize how much less work you have to do by eating an apple. Yeah, and and that's another tip for improving your lifestyle, and that is to limit your options. It sounds counterintuitive, but when it comes to choice, less is actually better. At least according to Sheena Iyengar, and she's a psychologist at Columbia University, and she studies this paradox of choice. She says that the greater choice can be a problem because of the added strain it puts on your ability to process information. You know, so think of all the time you spend weighing your different options, not to mention the fact that more choices also means a higher chance of making a mistake and maybe even passing up on a better option. So, I mean, I like that idea, but what's the alternative? Just settling for good enough? Actually, yeah, that that, that <laughs> is the solution. And Sheena conducted a few experiments to test her theories about choice and She found that people got more pleasure from choosing a chocolate from an assortment of five than when they choose from 30. And when I think about that specific example, 
I actually get it because it is kind of yeah. stressful when you're trying to choose from that thing of 30 and you're looking through the guide and you're like, oh, is this the one with <laughs> peanut butter or not? But that, the, the idea is that if, you know, if someone didn't make the absolute best choice, they'll still be happier in the long run because, you know, they didn't suck all the fun out of the experience through all this endless deliberation in the process. That's, uh, that's really funny because I, I think about things like video stores and one of the reasons I loved browsing in them as a kid or, or libraries too is that because you have this entire world and you have to walk out with only one or two choices. Like there's so much pressure to pick well, but then there's the fun in choosing that and deliberating. But I mean, I, I guess it's paralyzing if that's what every decision is. Yeah. Like if I always had to choose from 3000 chocolates to pick from, I'd probably avoid chocolate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh speaking of choice, there's one that I didn't even know I had. And that's which direction your ceiling fan spins in. I don't know how I've gone so long without hearing about this, but apparently most ceiling fans have a two settings for your blade rotation, and that's clockwise or counterclockwise. I honestly don't think I've ever heard that either. So does the direction actually make a difference? Yeah, it does. So it turns out that we should be changing our fans with the seasons just like we do with our clocks. And in the summer, ceiling fans should spin counterclockwise to produce a breeze from the air they force downwards. And then in the winter, the fan should be switched to its clockwise setting. And that way, the warm air that's risen to the ceiling gets pushed down from the sides of the room, and more warm air will be drawn upwards. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, Who knew? Cool, right? Yeah. All right, so we've covered a few tips for making home life a little more enjoyable, and now I think we should think about work life. What do you say? Yeah, I'm for it. But before we get started, let's take a quiz. Okay, it's quiz time, and we've got Lizzie Jacobs in the studio today. Now, Lizzie's the producer of Mashup Americans. She also has an Emmy, a Peabody, and a couple of bestsellers to her name from her work at StoryCorps. But that's not even her most impressive work. I think you could say her biggest prize is being married to Mango. <laughs> and she's here to play a very important life hacks quiz. So welcome, Lizzie. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. Now, before we put you to the test, why don't you take a minute to tell us about your new show, Mashup Americans? Yeah, absolutely. So the Mashup Americans is a show um, hosted by two first-generation Americans, Amy and Rebecca, and they um, just we like to talk and to and celebrate some of the most exciting mashups in America today. And those are people who are first-generation American, who are in mixed uh, cultural couples or from mixed cultural families and just really about being at the intersection of culture, where that is a very exciting place to be. So, Lizzie, I, I, I'm around your work a lot, so I know a little bit about this, but do you want to talk about some of the fun interviews you've been doing recently? Yeah, no, we've we've gotten to talk to a lot of exciting people. Um, one of the really fun interviews was with Randall Park um, from Fresh Off the Boat. He's just so charming, and he had this kimchi recipe that came to him from... Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but a Jewish comedian. And then he was like, <laughs> but he's Korean. So then he had to make it his own and all this. Anyway, he was just like a totally lovely person. That was really fun. And then we had um, DJ Reka on talking about uh, 20 years of basement bunga. Um, and that was super exciting um, to talk with the woman who began it all about you know, the whole 20 years. Yeah, Basement Bangra was this huge uh, event in New York City where all sorts of celebrities would come to do <laughs> yeah, and it was the longest running ever uh, night, like nightclub night. 20 years, the only time they didn't open was after Hurricane Sandy uh, because they literally, there was no electricity. But other than that, they were open, well, you know, first Thursday of the month, every every month. And 
even though I lived in New York for 12 years, I never went to it because uh, I'm totally a nightlife lowlife. So I didn't, I never made it out, but I was excited <laughs> to talk about it afterwards. Uh, that's pretty cool. What an interesting project. And, and no surprise because you're always working on interesting projects. But I have to be honest, the reason that we brought you on today is because Mango says you shudder every time he says the words life hacks. <laughs> is, 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 is this true? And if so, why do you hate them so much? I'm shuddering actively right now. Um, <laughs> I hate the word life hack. So I'm okay with like hacking, right? Computer hacking, fine, good, has, you know, important to the world. Uh, Ikea hacks, I like that because there's a lot of good things you can do with those flat, you know, flat pack uh, boxes of furniture to make. But ha- life hacks just always, to me, seem to reduce to something that some young dude just figured out and thinks he figured out, even though grandmas have been doing it forever. You know, it's just like I actually saw there was a life hack the other day about how to make tacos from tortillas it's like life hack. You can take tortillas and make tacos. And it's like, <laughs> yes, you can, because that's what they're made of. Like it was just yeah. one of those things, you know, or life hack, you know, uh, try to separate your laundry before you do it. It's like, yeah, your mom did that. You just didn't pay attention. <laughs> so I find it to be kind of this like Columbusy or, you know, sort of like dutification of culture that bothers me. I don't know. Mango's got some pretty good ones. He had one the other day that if you feel you're spending too much time sitting at your desk, if you've eaten a banana that day, put it in your chair and then you won't feel like sitting down. I thought it was pretty good. It's true. I thought you were going to say the banana would smell so bad you had to get up and go to the trash can at least once, but I don't know. Yeah, that that could be a that's another life. Wow, you're good. At I'm good life at life hacks. hacks. I, I probably I'm probably bitter about them because I should just have a career as a life hack artist. <laughs> well, it's a good thing because I think we're about to put you to the test on these. What 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 game are we playing with, Lizzie Mango? It's called Real Advice from History or Nonsense Life Hacks We Just Made Up. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we're going to read a statement to you. And all you have to do is tell us whether it's actual advice from history or a nonsense life hack we just made up. You ready for these? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Here is number one. If you need to take a pie out of the oven, but don't have an oven mitt handy, just use a metal dustpan to scoop up the pie tin and keep it from over baking. Is this real or something we made up? I have to, can I ask a clarifying question here? The muggish says no. Okay, so I'm just going <laughs> to answer. Uh, I, I'm going to say that's real. Yeah, it's real. This came from 60 years ago and it works, but as Household Hacker points out, you have to use a metal dustpan and not a plastic one. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Because everyone has a metal dustpan handy and everyone wants to be sticking their dustpan in the oven. That is just near the freshly baked pie. Right. Right. All right. Well, she's one for one. Here we go. Number two, to deal with shards of broken glass that you might not see while sweeping, spread a little cracked corn on your floor and invite a chicken or two into the house. Within a half hour, a hungry hen will eat both the seed and the glass. Leaving a polished floor you can walk barefoot on. No, that's a non. That's nonsense. <laughs> that's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's kind of not fair because Lizzie's used to your bull mango, so this is. Uh, <laughs> she was able to read through that one. Okay, two for two. Let's see how you do on number three. To keep a beach umbrella standing upright in the sand, stack five to ten bagels on top of one another on the ground and insert the umbrella pole through the bagels to give the base of the pole extra weight. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say it's nonsense. 
Yeah, it's nonsense we made mm. up. <sighs> I was keeping my fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> yes, it is nonsense. Okay, two left. Number four. If you're doing work around the house, use an old potato as a pin cushion to hold your nails, screws, and tacks. Oh, totally. That's that's real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Supposedly, an old potato is a handy way to carry around your nails and screws without misplacing them on the floor and stepping on them. Yeah, and wow. you always have an old potato, so perfect. <laughs> All right, last one. Let's see if you can get a perfect score. Number five. An easy trick for slicing tough bread with a dull knife is to heat up a knife. So you just submerge it in boiling water, then watch how easily it cuts through the loaf. Is this real or something we made up? I'm going to give that a real. That sounds real to me. Yeah, it's real advice. And Gizmodo's actually recommended this trick for slicing perfect cuts of cake as well. Wow. So, uh, so Mango, I think Lizzie may have aced this one. How'd she do? Yeah, she went five for five, which entitles her to a certificate of genius, which we'll put up on the fridge. And I will use Man. every day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to share so many more life hacks with you, Lizzie. But listeners, I hope you'll all check out Mashup Americans. But thanks again for joining us, Lizzie. Thanks, Will. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius. Okay, so Will, what's your idea for making the workplace a little more bearable? All right, two words, coffee naps. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, coffee and naps will make work easier, apparently. No, no, no. I didn't say coffee and naps. I said coffee naps. And this sounds crazy because we tend to think of caffeine as a way to stay awake. But if you drink some coffee right before you take a quick nap, you can actually maximize your brain's alertness. So I hate this idea already because I love both coffee and napping, and I wouldn't want to mix those experiences. 
I mean, to me, it's like when uh, Costanza on Seinfeld tried to add sandwiches to and TV to his lovemaking. Oh, right. that? And it yeah. screwed everything yes. up. <laughs> but, uh, but my kid cousin actually mentioned this to me and uh, that all his friends are actually doing it in college. So I want to know, why does this work? All right. So the way caffeine works is by clogging up receptors in your brain that are typically filled by a molecule called adenosine. So basically, brain activity produces adenosine. And when enough of it builds up, it fills the gaps in the receptors and it creates this feeling of tiredness or fatigue. So the caffeine takes the place of the adenosine, which leaves you feeling wired rather than tired. Right, but it doesn't muscle out the adenosine or anything like that. Instead, what happens is the caffeine competes for the empty spots in these receptors. Caffeine claims some of the spots and adenosine gets the others. And that's why no amount of caffeine can stave off sleepiness completely. I mean, eventually the adenosine-filled receptors, they they will take their toll at some point. Oh, that's interesting. It's almost like uh, filling seats on a roller coaster or something. But why are coffee naps the way around that problem? Well, so sleep is the body's way of clearing out adenosine. And generally, it takes about 20 minutes for caffeine to work its way through the bloodstream to the brain. So if you down some coffee and then immediately take a 20-minute nap, by the time the caffeine hits your brain, it'll have less adenosine to compete with. Then when you wake up, you'll feel way more alert than if you just had some coffee or just taken a nap. That's pretty ingenious. So I'll have to fight off my knee-jerk reaction and try this sometime soon. So we've established that coffee naps can help you get through the day, but what else have you got? Well, no matter what kind of job you have, there's a good chance you wish it paid a little bit more than it does. And we can't help you nab a big raise or anything like that, but I do have a tip for how to save some of the money you've already made. And it's a pretty simple one. Don't shop on your smartphone. (laughs) But it's always with you. And that's part of the problem. So according to some research from Dr. Ying Zhu of the University of British Columbia, People take a different approach to shopping on a touchscreen device than they do on a laptop or a desktop. She breaks down the distinction this way. She says, the touchscreen has an easy-to-use interface that puts you into an experiential thinking style. When you're in an experiential thinking mode, you crave excitement, a different kind of experience. When you're on the desktop with all the work emails, that interface puts you in a rational thinking style. While you're in a rational thinking style, when you assess a product, you know, you look for something with functionality and specific uses. So we're more likely to make frivolous impulse buys on a smartphone and practical purchases on the PC. Pretty much. And, and Zoo conducted an experiment where students were offered the same collection of products on an iPod Touch and then on a desktop PC. And in both cases, students went for the more indulgent items on the iPod and the more practical items on the PC. Isn't Hmm. that wild? That's crazy. But apparently there's just something fun about the touchscreen interface that encourages us to opt for more hedonistic purchases, like movie tickets or pizza delivery. So if you're trying to save some cash, delete that Amazon app and step away from your smartphone. That's so funny because like we don't use things like Seamless on our desktop, but we do use them on our phone and iPad at our house. uh, And so we probably order more from it. But I would say, like, if the mere thought of, uh, you know, separating yourself from your iPhone gives you separation anxiety, I actually have one last money-saving life hack that I want to share as an alternative. And it's really good. <laughs> because if you do it right, you can turn one first-class airplane ticket into an entire year's worth of free meals. Wait, one, one ticket <laughs> into an entire year's worth of free meals? What is this black magic of which you speak, Mango? It's super simple and one I admire for its ingenuity, but also think is a little shameful and will never use because <laughs> I'd be way too embarrassed about it. But All right. So what is it? Here you go. So 
First, buy yourself a fully refundable first-class ticket on your favorite airline. And the destination doesn't matter at all because you're not actually going anywhere. <laughs> then, once you have your ticket, proceed directly to the swankiest VIP airport lounge you can find and stuff yourself with free food to your heart's content. <laughs> and then prior to your departure, you can probably guess what's coming. You exchange your ticket for a later date and come back and do the whole thing over and over. That is downright diabolical, man. <laughs> and also, there's no way this could ever work. So it already has. Some genius in China used this exact ploy a few years ago, and he was able to pull it off without a hitch over 300 times that year. No way. three. That is crazy. <laughs> and the airline never got suspicious of the same dude changing his itinerary hundreds of times without ever taking a flight? <laughs> well, obviously, like, that's eventually why he stopped, but... uh you want to know the best part? Like, since he was just exploiting a loophole and not actually breaking any rules, they couldn't do anything but ask him politely to stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so so did he stop? Yeah. I mean, he recognized that the jig was finally up, but he still had one last hand to play. He returned his ticket for a full refund. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well played by this dude. And I know it's going to be tough to top that one, but I still have a few life hacks I'm itching to try. Well, now's your chance because it's time to celebrate the new year with the very first fact off of 2018. What luck. <laughs> so, you know, when a light bulb goes out, you can shake it and hear a little rattle and you know it's dead. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize there's a similar test for batteries. Like, if you drop a battery on the floor and it bounces, it means it isn't fresh. Older, dead batteries bounce, while newer ones just thud. Oh, that's weird. That's pretty cool. All right, well, if you're in a storm and the electricity goes out, do you know what works as a tiny candle? Mm -hmm. Crayola crayons. Now, your, your kids <laughs> may not love this, but you can actually burn them one by one to give yourself some light. And according to Lifehacker, they'll last you 15 to 30 minutes each. <laughs> so this is such a stupid life hack, but I love it because I hate getting my hands sticky or like frosting on my face. But if you have to eat a cupcake, take a knife and cut the bottom off and then press it to the top to turn it into a little cupcake sandwich. <laughs> Be a great nickname for somebody. We need to decide who to call little cupcake sandwich. <laughs> All right. Well, if you hate crying while cutting onions, you can try this trick. You just freeze them for 15 minutes before you start slicing. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I've actually tried so many tricks for cutting onions from like wearing onion goggles to wedging some bread in front of your like top lip and <laughs> none of it works. So I can't wait to try this. But if you're drilling something into a wall, holding an open envelope under the screw actually catches all the wall particles so you don't have to sweep up after. All right. Well, if you want to boil a lot of hard boiled eggs, but you don't have a pot that's large enough, you just put them in the oven in a muffin tin. You bake them for 30 minutes at 350 degrees. You can actually do 24 of these at a time and not have to worry about water boiling over. Oh, I like that. So I, I know you've got a lot of sensitive documents on hand. And if you ever need a shredder but don't have access to a shredder, writer Lisa Kadayama suggests stuffing them into a stocking and then running them in a washing machine. And no one should be able to read your embarrassing love letters after. <laughs> wow, you really got to want to get rid of some letters to be willing to do that. That's good, though. <laughs> well, you know, we both love dumb life hacks. And not, not that your washing machine one was. That was a very reasonable <laughs> one. But I've got one that may be the dumbest, and it comes from Gizmodo. So if you're tired of fighting for a handrail to hold on to in the subway, or you just don't want to deal with all those germs, as you know, I don't really like dealing with them. Just bring a toilet plunger on the subway with you. All you have to do is you plunge it up to the ceiling of the train, 
and you hold onto the handle. You don't have to fight anyone for space. It's such a brilliant idea, and I have no idea why I haven't thought of this. I love the idea of people commuting with their plungers just because they're, like, scared of germs instead of, I don't know, like, carrying hand sanitizer. No, the plunger. But I do think you win today's edition. I thought so. I knew that one was going to uh, take the crown. Well, that's it for today's episode. Now, I know there are so many life hacks that we didn't mention today, so... We'd love to hear those from you guys. Feel free to email us, parttimegenius at howstuffworks.com. You can always call us on our 24-7 fact hotline, 1-844-PT-GENIUS, or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks again for listening. Part-Time Genius is a production of How Stuff Works and wouldn't be possible without several brilliant people who do the important things we couldn't even begin to understand. Tristan McNeil does the editing thing. Noel Brown made the theme song and does the mixy-mixy sound thing. <laughs> Jerry Rowland does the exact producer thing. Gabe Luzier is our lead researcher with support from the research army, including Austin Thompson, Nolan Brown, and Lucas Adams. And Eve Jeffcoat gets the show to your ears. Good job, Eves. If you like what you heard, we hope you'll subscribe. And if you really, really like what you've heard, maybe you could leave a good review for us. Did we, did we forget Jason? Jason who? done it again this month only get ready for an offer you can't resist buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at two thousand dollars that's right a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once so hurry into diamonds direct your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long details at diamondsdirect.com Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.